Spider-Man failed trilogy, Tom Holland then into the Spider-Verse. So, Javi, right? Since you are apparently the Spider-Man... Oh, well, we could have talked about NYC Spider-Man 2, Spider-NYC, but unfortunately, we'll be biasing that because my friend of uh, Real Champ Studios here made it. It was very good, so you should check that out. It's on YouTube, Spider-NYC. It's very good, so check that out. And I'll send a link when I'm sharing this podcast. But for now, let us... And Javi, start us off, man. Hello? Yeah, you you kind of you were kind of like. Hello, can you hear me? Shoddy for a second. Yeah. Okay, so. So I'm saying you're starting right, so, us off, man. You're starting. So what about what about the Spider Man? What about the original trilogy? Do you want me to talk about? I mean, I could talk about so much. Huh? Hmm? We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. T- well, first of all, we're talking about the OT trilogy. We're talking about like the story as a whole. And then we'll try to keep it not too long. Talk about like each movie specifically. Talk about what was good, how it introduced us to a, to to Spider Man himself very well, the cinematography as well, how great was it at the time, the story, and what you felt like it missed out. Now, in going this, and you could fight me on this right now. Uh, the one thing for me for the OG trilogy that I felt it didn't have was. Because for me, I'm known for Spider-Man to have his cockiness, right? Like his cocky, quick quips. I mean, that's what I like knew from the 90s animated series and like uh, the, the later iterations. And so seeing, looking back at that, he didn't have that much. I mean, I might be the, maybe I, I'm wrong on this, but like I felt like that was the only thing they kind well, of miss, well, missed out I'll on. This I'll say this though. When it comes down to the original trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I like, and this is one thing that that also allowed Marvel Studios to build and continue to come out with so many Spider Man, is because you had this Spider Man where, okay, we're going to put him in middle school. And it's like, okay, he's finishing high school, he's going into college, he's dealing with real world problems like paying rent, you know what I mean? Juggling between Spider-Man and Payne, right? yeah. figuring out his his identity as a person, you know, mi- mixing school mm-hmm. life and Spider-Man into the mix, you know, because things happen randomly, uh-huh. can't really plan for that. And then also, you know, like even though he didn't crack as many jokes as he did as he does in every other series, I did appreciate it because when you when the writers sometimes write these jokes, they're corny. Like, look at uh, Ultimate Spider-Man from um, Disney. Car- yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was corny. Like, 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 like. Don't get me wrong. The Ultimate Spider-Man series, what they did with the story, how they expanded the universe, how they came in with so many different characters. I love that. But when it came down to this man making jokes, I wanted to turn off the TV. Can I? Can I? Can I add to that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, like you said, like, I don't love Ultimate Spider-Man. I found the oh, the first season was very enjoyable, but after that, it kind of fell off for me. Um, but I, I do. I like while some jokes I laughed at, some were kind of man. But I feel like the, the, the show that kind of perfected the uh, quippiness or whatever, his sense of humor was spectacular Spider-Man. Now, 
I'm not gonna go further into that because we're talking about the movies right now. Yeah. But I feel like Spectacular right. Spider-Man it was and the PS4 version are the best representations of the of the character in all media. Now, um, oh yeah, I, I agree but, because because Spectacular Spider-Man was not only serious but also laid back and cracked books. Mm-hmm. And it gave you like this really like okay, you're not dealing with a with a cartoon. You're dealing with like real, real life situations. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you know, Spider Man's gonna fight supervillains and come across people that have superpowers, but they're not always the masterminds. And then when you had a guy like Tombstone as the mastermind, that really sold it. Yeah, you know Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone. First and foremost, I need to see him like represented a lot more in media than he's been already. But but the, that's besides the point. Keep going. Go, keep um, adding to your point. But uh, but, and then another thing is like another thing that makes the the series like really spectacular is, and and this is what Ultimate Spider-Man was never able to do. See, in the original uh Spider-Man cartoon, like the nineteen nineties or whatever you want to call it, yeah. right? You then in Spectacular Spider-Man, you had Tombstone. So when Spider-Man finally took these guys down, you were with me like, yo about time this dude is done now we just gotta wait yeah but when i opened spider-man mm-hmm. played around with goblin um doc ock was way too too bloodthirsty because this man hydra after he joined hydra i was like what is this man doing like are you trying to kill spider-man or take over the world like Get a little too crazy. Yeah, um, but like, uh, what's it called? What, what, what um, how? Do, I, I feel like we kind of like went off topic with the with the whole like the show. Uh, back to the movie. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it, it plays into a bit, but you're going to the movie because because every show built did uh Spider Man a different yes. way. And some ways it worked. Most ways it did. Most ways it did not, and the problem with these uh, and the problem with Spider-Man is not only do they have so many variations, but Marvel does not let him have a break. It's kind of like Power Rangers for a uh, Marvel universe. Like as soon as one series ends, you're gonna see another one in the next. Well, year. here's here's the the problem with the the, the the Spider-Man problem. To argue that it's not the fact that they don't take a break. Is that they, when they move on to another show, they don't really do much th- things much differently, you know? I feel yeah, like, huh? like when you look at, like when you look at the 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 Ultimate Spider-Man and then the new Spider-Man that they're showing on Disney XD, it's like the new one is more fast-paced. Like they're trying to do a lot of the stuff that they had in comics with, like the Goblin Gang, um. Miles Morales becoming Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, and then they even experimented with Anya having spider powers. And then the the Spider City, like those were all in the comics. I give them props for that. But here's here's, you're gonna disagree with me. I don't I don't I don't like that show, honestly. (laughs) No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because for me, because for me, I feel like it's a little they're doing they're doing a lot of fan based stuff, but they're not doing it 
Right. You know what I mean? They're kind of like pandering, right? Yeah, they're kind of rushing it. In the comics, the comic books, they take time. So this way the character has not only the proper character development, but then on top of that, his characters get gradually stronger. By the time Spider-Man fought Goblin Gang, you had World War Hulk, you had uh, Conquest, the Conquest of Champions, and then you had uh, Superior Spider-Man. By the time Spider Gang, um, not Spider Gang, by the time the Goblin Gang came into existence, so now Spider-Man's like, okay, these guys are tough, but they're not overpowered. You know what I mean? Like he had a chance versus like this. Kid that barely has enough web fluid to go through the day, and um, and doesn't have that many suits or gadgets. You know, like when Spider-Man fought the Goblin Gang, he had his own company. Like, come on, like, yeah. Wait, one more thing. We could get uh, into that. Uh, I feel like more. my biggest. I I just want to throw this out there. I'm not a fan with a fan of Miles Morales uh, being the same age as Peter Parker. That's just me. But yeah, go on. What you're saying. I feel, I feel you because Miles Morales was actually supposed to the um I think what was it like the the way that his story was set up was he was supposed to be twelve by Spider Man, but um by the time he got his powers and the Spider Man in the Ultimate Universe and the comics got killed and like conflicted, so now Miles had to pick up the mantle. Yeah, but yeah, you were saying JD, and I think they, they right. forgot about Morales now. A bit. Like they made him a no, side chick like, because even in his own universe, yeah. he kind of like joined a, a rookie team, so this way he could get experience, like how Ultimate Spider-Man did, and right. um on the Disney XD show, like he joined Shield and Shield rookie team to get more battle experience. Yeah. They just left. Him right now, see. Now see, uh, all that plays into all that really goes well into. From the beginning of when I watched the that comes it actually kind of like stems from the beginning of what we call the OG trilogy because you can see parts of that coming from there. So, so when it goes to the OG, so if we were to go back to the OG trilogy, um, one thing I'd say that they did well on was that Spider-Man did not have a did not really have a copy, but you saw his struggle with that, like. For instance, like he had to fight off against so many villains by himself with hardly any help. And so when you see that now into like the new cartoon that they had where he has a company, like us hardcore fans will feel cheated out because we know Spider-Man, he's a not a soul act, though no, now he's not a soul act, but like he's known for like handling it on his own. Other hero. That's what you mean? But yeah, but and I really think we like straw talk of it. I'm getting us back on it. Um, like uh, after the superior, you mean you mean during the superior Spider Man incident? That's what the you mean. Yes, the after, um, I was talking about the show. I was talking about the show. But like in the show, like if you like, I know a lot of us who are are not really kids to watch that because like. I see that, and like when I compare it to the OG Spider-Man, he's not the same Spider-Man. Well, of course, he's younger. That's one thing, 
but that we could get into that later because when we get to Tom Holland now, because that's their feeling the MCU. But like, if you go from the OG, he's he's he didn't have like a, a like a super system, super AI system. He didn't have like a team. He was Spider Man, smart brains, and like figured all this shit out on his mm-hmm. own. So that's what I like about the OG. He like he really well. It also makes also you have to also think it was only Sony and Sony didn't really have anything but Spider Man to help him out. So yeah. like, well, well now, but, 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 but you know what they also did well too. They not only did the CG for the swinging, but um, also like the the special effects were way ahead of their time. The um oh yes. Then Sandman's soundtrack when Sandman was pulling himself together for the first time, I love mm-hmm. that soundtrack. Sandman's story, beautiful, because it was like, because like I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, we all know that's in in every version of Spider-Man. Spider-Man never really killed the guy that killed his uncle Ben, but to bring introduce Sandman as a character, as a guy that 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 all. Um, turns out was the guy that was responsible for Uncle Ben's death and was like, yo, do you forgive me? Like, that was just like, that made the movie all the more better. Because you not only have yeah. Sandman and you got Venom teaming up and Spider-Man here's get, but then here's what I here's what I like. A lot of people don't like this, the, a lot of people don't like the last Spider-Man movie because we had like the well, the dance scene and the too many villains and all that thing. But I honestly don't hate it. I, I honestly think with the story they told, because how, if we're talking about the OG Spider-Man, um, here's how I see his story is. Spider-Man 1, he gets his powers. He he just starts to become a hero and understand what it means to be a hero. Spider-Man 2, he tries to find his identity as a, as a hero and what that being a, a hero really means. And let me just put this out there. Did it seem like to anybody? First of all, you realize in Spider-Man Two he revealed his powers. He revealed his he revealed his um identity a lot in Spider-Man Two. Did it was only that, that one scene. It was a it was a well. One you scene. know what? You know what? Um, you know what? They I I don't mind the whole identity reveal because Doc Ock has figured out his identity many times over the all of his villains do. No, not all. No, no, the one that really. I mean, in the in the movie. Oh yeah, in the movies. Oh yeah, in the original trilogy. Yeah, I didn't really. Well, you know what? When Harry got killed, I kind and he took off his mask. I kind of figured that Sandman would, out of all people, after that battle, would figure it out because you're talking about a guy that could um change his size and move in the wind. Like, I feel like that Sandman was, like, the most OG version of Sandman because he not only moved and increased the size of sand, but this man literally was moving through the air using his sand. Like, how do you stop something like that? You know what I mean? Um, and they, With water. It was like, like, that, that, like that yeah. Was, he wasn't captured. Spider-Man just let him go, you know? Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's what I was going to get to. Like, yeah, in this... Now, if going into what I was saying, though, that's he let him go because that was him moving on from the thing that um, that was holding him down throughout the movie and throughout his career, his his letting his uncle's death, which is the trademark of Spider-Man's reason for being a hero. Because so in going so what I was saying with Spider-Man one, 
him identity, him finally becoming a hero, Spider-Man 2, he finally going through this identity crisis and finally becoming, understanding what it really means to be a hero. Then when Spider-Man 3, he truly knows what that means to really be a hero, finally accepting his father's, his uncle, sorry, his uncle's death, getting, and now he can move past it and move on and become the man, the Spider-Man he always has meant to be. And you can see that Spider-Man 3 is almost how they made it out to be after all the editors. So I feel it was more of a closure to not own to 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 right, that, you uh, know? Yeah. Um I'm about I'm about to like kind of go on a, a tangent. So is there any other thoughts y'all y'all wanna get out there? Just as long as it's OG Spider Man, oh, yeah. then I'm you a tangent right well, well, I'll throw yeah. I'll throw this out there. Um Goblin, I do like how um because um Goblin is always like everyone's bad favorite for a Spider-Man villain. I do like that they didn't bring they didn't capitalize on bringing back Goblin and they showed how Well they kind No they didn't they, they kind of Norman the kind of Norman Goblin I mean but they bring back yeah. the gob the idea of Goblin that's what I mean. Yeah because the thing is those that see like in a, in the See, in the original comics, when Gob- Goblin dies the way that he dies in the movie, with the hang glider and his chest and all that. But see, what I mean, like, they didn't capitalize on it is, yeah, there's some version where Harry finds the technology. There's some versions where Harry even tried to become a hero, uh, team up with Spider-Man, like how he did in the movie. But there's also a lot of versions where after Goblin comes back from the dead, or even, like, heals himself, he becomes a monster. So it's not just the suit that increases his strength. He literally transforms into a monster. Oh, you're thinking about Ultimate Goblin. No, no, no. Ultimate Goblin was three forms. The suit, then the mutation, and then when he turned into a beast that could turn from human to to fire-breathing Goblin at will. What I'm talking about is the mutation where he Back from the dead in every storyline and mutate. Uh-huh. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that they now, did that for, for the original. You know. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I feel okay. you. I feel you on that. All right, Harvey. Now, see if you can now see if you can get this by, like, get to all what you got to say by, like, in 10 minutes. Is that enough time for <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, you can like, get it out in less. Um... Okay, so cool. I'm going to cool. say something very controversial. Tom McGuire is the Do best Spider-Man. He's better than Tom Holland. He's better than Andrew Garfield. Now. Well, well, well when you say that, could you describe like what aspects or overall? Yeah, because like the only thing that I did, the only thing that um that that, that held me back from saying Tom McGuire was the best was just two things. One, well, two it's like um one I yeah I was hoping for more cockiness from him. That's the only thing, really. The second thing really is that like uh no I mean not two things. That was just the only thing. I was just hoping to see more cockiness out of him. That's the only thing I didn't get. But that's that's yeah. that's not a big deal. That's the only thing that I, I wouldn't say. That, I was, that, I was a fan saying. of the whole cockiness because it was weird to see like like the dancing and then the whole dress change. Mm-hmm. Like yes, Spider-Man did don like more dark clothes 
when he was affected with the symbiote. But see, that was a wrong turn now, for the cockiness, I would have said. But anyway, yeah, we're, we're going into okay. Harvey's now. Thing, like, but go ahead. The reason why I love the, the the trilogy as a whole, yeah, I don't, I don't love the last one. But the reason why I love the whole trilogy as a whole is one. First off, keep in mind these people had to establish Spider-Man's presence on the big screen. They had to lay the the foundation of what would be a character that would continuously appear on the big screen. They had a lot of pressure on them. They had to set the tone. And, right. And that right. first movie, first off, they got the right guy. The 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 director, he. He he was of a horror background, of more of a horror background, and so I feel like I feel like that he was like the first horror director to tackle a uh, a superhero movie. Not long after that, you had a uh, Guillermo del Toro doing Blade, and then you have Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson. Now I feel like horror, uh, for some reason that's a good combination when you have a horror director directing a comic book movie. But anyway. You brought him in, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He does. He does, He makes a. He doesn't make a just a groundbreaking superhero movie. He makes a groundbreaking movie in general. Now you right. look. You look at what oh, yeah. he put right. into that first movie. Um, he first off, he kept the story simple, which is good. He made it more of a character focused yes. story. He 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 chose the. He cast it perfectly. Got Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, albeit. We, we could agree. He was pretty lacking in the whole, like, you know, the quippiness and stuff like that. It's not cockiness, the quippiness. Uh, the I mean, quippiness. sorry, quippiness. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry uh, if I said cockiness. He was lacking the Go quippiness, ahead. but keep in mind, what's the essential of Peter Parker? The quippiness is, the quippiness is genius. part of the, he's part of the, he's part, it's part of the whole, but it's not what makes the character. The character is, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think hold the on. character is genius. Sorry, continue. The characters, the, the character's essential being is a kid that is that the, the, the kid who's gone who who goes through more than anyone his age should even go through. He right. is a kid who oh, yes. who suffers a great deal, but finds a way to get back up. They 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 say that in Spider Verse. This this is a kid that 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 gets the short end of the stick. He has just bad luck. This kid with bad luck. I feel like Tom McGuire plays a kid with bad luck perfectly. Oh. And you see the circumstances surrounding him and not only the first movie but the following movies. Um they really show how how much crap he gets from everybody. It's almost as if the world hates him. And he still has the 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 the, the will to go on as a hero. And that was and like they 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 and he and he struggled yeah, with yeah, that yeah, in the yeah, second I'll, I'll one, right? He struggled with that in the second one. All right. Um, they, 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 they get they they touch on it in the first one, and this one of the things I love about the first one is that you it should have ended with him getting the girl, but he makes the mature sacrifice in reject like rejecting that because he knows. He he won't be enough for he she's not he's not what she needs right now. I feel like that was very important. He got the kiss, but he he didn't get the girl. Um, another thing I love about that first movie, 
Um, a lot of people like think Doc Ock's the best villain out of the trilogy, and he very well is the best. Uh, objectively, he's the best. My favorite, I, I, right. is Norman. Norman's my favorite. Doc Ock's the best. Norman is my favorite. That's that's kind of like how how my mind is on that, and it's just I feel like it's it has a lot to do with the parallels the movie portrays between um, uh, Peter's growth and Norman's descent. People yeah. talk crap about the mm-hmm. whole goblin uh, suit. But honestly, that didn't bother me too much. You know, it was it was like early 2000s or whatever. They could have done a lot worse. They could have done a lot worse. I love worse the suit. Um, well, not only, not only that, though, but, but another thing that people forget, though, is the the reason why it was designed like that was so it was more like techie. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I liked about it. It was more techie, with more. The original Goblin suit wasn't ri- wasn't built like how Norman suit was. Yeah. I mean, not not um. Man, what's his name again? Uh, no, 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 but but like the, the the design of uh of the the second Goblin. Well, we'll call him Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, the Hobgoblin. So basically, Hobgoblin suit wasn't really designed like how Green Goblin suit was because Green Goblin was really, he wasn't really developing a suit for tech. He was developing a suit for armor and for the military use that he transformed into his own personal suit. But a lot of people right. forget like the original Green Goblin suit was not designed to fight Spider-Man. It was designed for the military. That's why it has all that armor. That's why it wasn't as flexible and as and as durable as the Hobgoblin suit. The Hobgoblin suit was specifically designed to kill Spider-Man. Wait, are you talking about, right. are you talking about Harry in the third People. movie? Or... Oh, yeah, no, Harry in the was, third. New Goblin. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about... Oh, that was New Goblin. I thought he was talking about like in the comics. But yeah, the New Goblin... You're talking about yes, that was for yeah. the military. I All would right. say honestly, but but besides this, but like if we're going, oh, oh sorry, you had something else to say. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course you do. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, because we gotta get to make the second ones and like the the third guy, okay, third so, Tom Holland. Uh, so like, sorry. again, uh, the first movie was it, it was pretty much the, the 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 standard superhero origin movie. And some people say it's still the best superhero origin movie, um, in in the same like in, alongside uh, Iron Man: Batman Begins. It's kind of like in that whole like bubble of the best comic book origin movies. Um, yeah. And again, uh, and uh, the the director re- re- really kind of brought his all. Like you see the camera work, you know the swing sequence. Um, in the at the end of the movie, or like uh, where he's like going through the uh, buildings and stuff like that, he shot that. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 like he actually had a camera go through like uh, areas of the city, and then he digitally um, uh, put Spider Man where he shot the where he put the camera. If you get what I'm saying, so it wasn't oh, like yeah. it wasn't all yeah. computer. It was like. Another thing I love about Sam Raimi is like he used CGI, 
but he was more into the practical effects. Like, I, like honestly, oh, in some yes. cases, practical is always better because you want to have that tangible feel. And, you know, I feel like uh, one of the issues I have with Tom Holland's, like, Spider-Man, even though I love Tom Holland, is that the suit is CGI, is too reliant on CGI from time to time. Um, and and you you see uh and also don't forget in the movies the, the spidey suit um it got damaged i like in the in the in the first three movies you you would see it get ripped up kind of get like uh the face would get ha- will get um will get um get ter- have the face would get torn off like i don't remember like any movie any any um uh, Spider-Man after Toby's who really got damaged in that way. I mean, well when in Homecoming when he had the uh the homemade suit he was under the bubble, yeah. But like some there's something about seeing the classic suit kind of tore it up and stuff like that. It kind of gives you more of a, like a, a classic sto- a, a classic vibe, if you know what I'm saying. Cause in most in most Spider-Man stories he in most battles he don't have he doesn't have the suit like in perfect condition. He has a rip. He has a tear here and there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that added added to like um how um added to the um the the the, the, the realness of it. And honestly, I'm gonna say this too. In terms of final battles. I feel like Spider-Man 1 had the best final battle. Oh yes. I feel that. I feel I can see why you would say that. It was so much suspense. Because I can see because, why you would like, say that. Again, honestly, Spider-Man like, 2's train sequence is phenomenal. But I wouldn't consider the train sequence the final battle. Um and like the one the 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 the, the, the final confrontation after that was not really a battle. It was more like uh Peter trying to convince Ock to to, to, to save the city. Um, but the, the Spider-Man 1 was straight up battle. And you saw it got bloody. It got like it got like raw, brutal, stuff like that. I missed that in a Spider-Man movie. You know? Like, like and then you in the in the mm-hmm. in the in the in the in the, in the, in the next two iterations you have you, there it's mostly CGI fights. Which, you know, they've been they've been great, they've been really good. And some of them not so good. But something when it comes down to CGI, when it comes down to CGI, I'll say this. As the best CGI fight to match up the original Tom McGuire Spider-Man was the first amazing Spider-Man battle where he fought Lizard in the library and Lizard on the top of Oscorp Towers. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2 when he fought Electro. Not the Green Goblin fight. The Goblin fight was weird. But when he fought Electro. That was different. I was looking at that like, whoa, okay. Well, um, I, but like homecoming, homecoming, Spider Man wasn't even like agile. You know what I mean? Like that was one thing that kind of pissed me off. Like he didn't really bring the Spider Man to the table. He just brought the powers. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I feel, I, I feel, okay. I feel differently and, and, about the whole uh, with the with the electro fight and the, the lizard the final lizard fight but the lizard fight in the in the library was was great um but uh, back to the original the like the original trilogy um i like how well i love the 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 what the driving force of the trilogy 
was the was the relationships between the three main characters. Not even just the three, but like into all the characters. It was like based on yeah. the relationships exactly between Peter and MJ, Peter and Harry, Harry and MJ, Peter and Aunt May, and what I could say and and also even Peter between yes, even yes, Peter yes, and Norman right. was good, you know. But they like were... I, what I consider, and then Peter and who I consider to be the greatest comic book casting of all time, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. the, listen, hmm. Rob Downey Jr. is Red Iron Man, yeah. Hugh Jackman is Red as Wolverine. J. Uh, J.K. Simmons is the best comic book casting in 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 in, in history. And they knew that when they brought they him brought back, him for, back the next, for the next for the for the last the movie. MCU. They knew that <laughs> he voiced him in the cartoon. Like th- th- he's like, he, like like you have like Kevin Conroy voicing Batman in the cartoon, Christian Bale playing him in 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 the movies, or Ben Affleck playing him in the movies. This guy done cartoons, the movies, all the nine yards, bro. He's literally the best comic book. He's the best comic book casting ever. You can't. I did this undisputed at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And again, like, I feel like if like like uh, the nineties cartoon gave did, did a good job with the Jonah Jameson, but I feel like J.K. really drove home how people expect Jameson to be in most iterations of Spider Man, and you see, and you if you hear any. Any other voice actor do J. John Jameson, they're basically doing a version of J.K. Simmons's um, um, portrayal. And, right. some of them, and, and a lot of them do a good job, but let's face it, none of them come close to J.K. Simmons' voice. That, he's the best voice, mm-hmm. he's the best look, he, he, got, it, he got it all. Plain and simple. Oh, yes. Um, Plain and, and again, simple. like the 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 final, the, the, tril- the the trilogy unfortunately kind of like came into like like left off on a pretty like and note. Um I respect Spider-Man 3 a lot more than I did before, but still I can't get over the uh the the not even it's not it, the problem is not just the the, the dancing and the uh and um and the um the the characterization of certain characters or whatever. The problem is that he the the problem was that like not only was the studio really pressuring the director to go against what his vision was, it was also the fact that he had these ideas that feel bad that don't feel as good is because he didn't spend enough time on them. He had like maybe maybe uh uh Eddie Brock being a dark version of Peter could work if they if they focus on that a lot more as a, its own movie. Um. Um, what's it called? Harry being New Goblin, or like I, sh- I think he should have been Hobgoblin, but New Goblin, whatever. I feel like that could have worked if it was his own movie. I feel like the whole Sandman thing could have worked if, again, if it was his own movie. But he wants to put it all of it at once, so it feels like a lot's going on with not enough of it getting, t- uh, uh, not enough of it getting attention, and so it gets, it kind of ends, it kind of ends like ends the trilogy on a very frustrating note. Although I will say, the last like five minutes of the Spider-Man Three is like beautiful. Yeah. All right. So like, um, and I have to co- I have to close out OG here because we got to get into the other two iterations before. One ten, we reach one ten. So like, 
Yes, thank you, Harvey. Yes, I was very well in 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 verse. You know, um, one thing I would say that I would leave that I don't want to that uh, I will go it close off the OG is that uh, for like the last movie, actually, it wasn't even supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be a co- a core no, trilogy, like six movies. Yeah, but then stuff had happened, and like Vulture was supposed to be in like the next movie, but like, I, but I guess third Spider Man wasn't well received, and so like they couldn't really continue on from there. It's sad, but like you know, it, it, the trilogy works on its own. It's fine. Just you're right; it did leave off on an end sure. note. You could agree with that, right, Dante? Like Dante, Dante, where, where do you go? He probably went to the bathroom. Why wouldn't he take his anyway, phone? Anyway, he's on. La- <laughs> you take your wait, phone to the bathroom, wait, wait, man. Can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had to go to an app to text somebody, and uh, I didn't realize no. I had to stay here. But what I was gonna say was, uh, unlike the uh, one thing that that caused it to be a trilogy instead of more than what it was supposed to be, was it because of how well it was received. It was more because um, Disney wanted Spider-Man back after they saw how well he was doing. Mm-hmm. Because Sony Sony came out with Spectacular Spider-Man. It was like, okay, that's a TV show. You know, they're like, you're not really going to capitalize off of them. And then when they came out with the movie, Disney was like, oh, okay, so we can make some money off of this guy. Give, give him back. And that's what happened. It was they, they, they even before they started the production. Disney and Sony were talking about selling it back well, tomorrow. I don't, think, I don't think it happened at that point. That's no, what why. I, I, no, what what I feel. Like, but like, no, it's the same thing happened no, with I, the Fantastic no, Four because the Fantastic Four was no, a, that was, that was, was Fox. Sony. Fox. Yeah, um, that was Fox. Okay, the, the but uh, behind uh, the the reason why, but yeah. Uh, I, they restarted was because Sony, Sony, like again, like because like here's the thing, I'm not a big fan of Sony. I love I love Spider-Man one two, uh, I like many Spider-Man uh, one and uh, I love Spider-Verse, but I don't like Sony because they they have very they're hard headed, they're very hard headed, and and like. Yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi was trying to get his fourth movie off the ground, but Sony thought the Sony believed the fourth movie wasn't where Spider where they wanted Spider Man. That's that's kind of like why they kind of restarted and the whole Marvel Disney uh, talks that didn't really happened until after Amazing Spider Man two. Yeah, but like. What I would say is though, like Sony may Sony did have done some good, but like I'm still like Sony is very hard headed, but like Sony did have like a few great ideas, which we're gonna go into now with you the amazing Spider Man, the duology. Okay. Some great, I said some great ideas going into the amazing Spider Man duology now. I say duology because it could be made into a trilogy. Um, so I will touch upon this one as. That you did for OG. Now, the Amazing Spider-Man, I feel, was their take on they're trying to make it more modern. 
as opposed to what they performed before. Like we had like, I mean, and it was a very different feel to the Sam Raimi kind of time. We had like a, this Spider-Man, yes, he was more quippy and he was more cool, but we and he was smart too, but we didn't get to see the clumsy nerd that we saw. It, it's not a clumsy nerd we saw in Sam Raimi's time. It's the more cocky, cool Spider-Man. But like, my only thing is though, this dude's like, I'm not saying he was too cool as Peter Parker, but like no, no, I, no, I know, I know what you're trying to say. He wasn't I, relatable. I disagree. Here's the thing. Here, like, like the problem with with Andrew Garfield wasn't the fact that he was like he wasn't relatable. I thought he was pretty relatable, and people kind of say, "Oh, he's he's too cool. He's too good looking for the Spider for Peter Parker." Keep him. Peter Parker is not an ugly dude. He's just he, he's just a, he's just a nerd. He's not. He's ugly not. Dude. Like you want, you look, if you read the comics, if you read the comics. Like nah. you look at Peter Parker, he 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 looked he looked just as good as everybody around him. He's just an outsider. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he he's just an outsider, really. But like I would say that, they, but one thing I did say that Sony did well in the Amazing Spider-Man one that they did in Sam Raimi, you got to see him yes. utilize more of his tech genius than in the. One thing I would definitely yeah. say, uh, yeah, one thing is that there. he didn't use, this series didn't use organic weapons like they did in the last one. Because see, OG, original Spider-Man, like before OG, the trilogy, the OG trilogy, he had web, he made web shooters that he could adapt to fit the villain he was fighting. And we got to see that in both movies, that was, which that was I thought was very good, which was very good. Yeah, they didn't show that in the Sam Raimi one. Not saying Sam Raimi's the organic webbing wasn't bad. I I like that, but like seeing it yeah. now, they did more with that with the, his tech genius as well. It's not even just the web shooters. You also see him when he made his suit, how he create, how he how he was a chemist as well, creating that, helping to create like that that anti lizard formula as well with his with Gwen Stacy, and also if we're gonna touch on Gwen Stacy. I would say Gwen Stacy and her well, dad yeah. were like a great addition yeah. as well because Gwen Stacy was because yeah yes I'm a, I am i am I'm more of an MJ fan honestly because I grew up with MJ but Gwen Stacy wasn't all that bad and Emma Stone she did a great job as Gwen Stacy as well they both had a Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield had a great relationship in the I, I, the, yeah. the show yeah. I would say and you could. Well, you know, well, you know what? I'll say this though. I'll say, I'll say one thing that kind of I feel like the writers keep messing with Spider-Man on. So I like it when the webbing comes out naturally because it doesn't give the give the writers the opportunity to do this stupid. I'm out of webbing joke I, that they like to do. No, I, no, I, that I, I joke adds to um, Peter's luck because if he runs out. No, 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 no. This is this is what I'm saying. So when you have the webbing, like you said, where he made it, he manufactured it. You know, he has the webbing to fight different fighters. You know, that's fine. But one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of it is because you've had you've had so many iterations of Spider-Man where he makes his own webbing from scratch and he applies it to the web shooters. And they, they love, I don't know what it is about these, these directors, 
where they love to do the whole Spider-Man ran out of webbing mid-flight or Spider-Man ran out of webbing mid-fight. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me Spider-Man is not going to carry backup webs, but he has the intelligence to make the webbing in the first place? See, now I understand what you mean by that. I really do. Because, like, I mean, like, everybody, but I think it's just their way of trying to limit. I mean, I don't like I don't like that. I don't like that they do it either. Because I see with the organic webbing that they had in the first trilogy, like, they, 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 they had unlimited webbing. But I guess they were trying to, like, give him more of a limit in this series. Is that what I would say? He was trying to limit limit. Now, now, the way that they did it in Amazing Spider-Man, where the lizard noticed, he's like, okay, you have web shooters. I'm going to destroy them so you can't get away from me. That was fine. Because I'm like, okay, that happened. But then the whole electro fight where his web shooter got shorted out and he was down to one web shooter, I was like, no, no, get out of here with that. Get out of here. That pissed me off. Yeah, I will touch on that when we reach you up. Yeah, I'm going to get and to get back. We'll get back to that soon. But like, besides the web shooters and all, we also got to, we also saw more of his relationship with Dr. Connors. Because Dr. Connors and him have had, didn't, he was in, Dr. Connors was actually in the OG trilogy in the last movie, but we didn't see much of uh, a mentor-mentee relationship as opposed to we see in the Amazing Spider-Man now, where there is a mentor-mentee relationship. Mentor-mentee relationship, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that because when Spider-Man came across the, the ooze, right, the Venom ooze, before he even knew what it was, he went to Doc Connors. Now, what he could have did, however, was he could have went to um, anyone else. Or Betty, he could have just kept it for himself and just studied it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I know what you mean, like, they didn't really build on it, but yet they did show, show it, but it's not highlighted because they highlighted it in Amazing Spider-Man because they wanted Spider-Man to feel this betrayal. Like when Spider-Man put Doc oh, yeah. Ock, they, they was, every time it's like, there's a little bit of betrayal, but not a lot. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, I'm, to, yeah, he did have something like that with Doc Ock. I would definitely say that. I'm not saying that the mentor-mentee thing was taken out completely. I'm just saying that in this one, he did have more of a connection with Dr. Connors. Dr. Connors, when you, when you saw him and when you see what he's going through, you, you, you feel it. Another thing they did well, the same thing they did with Sam Raimi. The relationships in this this series was good. You see with him and Gwen Stacy, seeing with him and his Gwen Stacy's dad. That was Gwen Stacy's dad. That growth up to like when they partnered up in the end, or so as opposed to in the beginning where they had a disagreement of how how Spider Man was received as a heel. You 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 understand you understand the growth from there, from there. And like I gotta tell you, you know what the best cinematic cinematic scenes I liked about that movie was the crane scene. And it was uplifting, you know, that uplifting scene where Spider-Man, his leg is busted. You get to see, oh shit, I can't, I can't, I gotta go save the, I gotta save the city. But like, I'm in pain right now. How am I gonna swing Mm -hmm. all the way over there? You see the city. Yeah, that was another thing I liked. The city got involved. Because that was another thing that they always showed in the um, the comics was like, the city was just as involved half the time Spider-Man's yeah. fights as he was, and then when you and then you see him, and then how and they like shot him swinging. Now, now they did I mean, show that it a just, little just... Bit, though, 
they did show the city's involvement a little bit in the train fight when he had this yeah, man a lot of it actually and all yes was like yeah a lot of it a lot, and the passengers was like you want to fight him you got to get to us because he's injured right now you know what i mean and you see doc i go like okay i'm down with that just like shove everyone out the way yeah, get out the way, mother effers. You know what? You gotta wear mother effers. I want the real man. But yeah, the the, the, the city I like how they had the city involved in this war. And like, oh gosh. Now I realize we didn't talk about talk upon this, but like, what they did in the series as well, they really showed what really happened to his parents. I mean, they talked about it maybe in the first trilogy, but like you get to really, but they really connect how how his Peter's parents actually were connected to Oscorp and how all of that really played into him becoming, you know, Spider-Man. But like, but, and his connection with him. I'm going to say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I am not a big fan of Peter Parker's family, parents being like a I little agree. secret society bit. I don't like I mean, that. I and I said I liked it. I just glad they showed that they actually showed what happened to his parents. I mean, I didn't like the the whole background thing, but at least we got at least they gave us like because I'm I'm watching the animated show, right? I'm watching all the animated shows. I'm watching the OG trilogy, but and we get the idea. Yeah, his parents are dead, but like what led up to his parents dying? And like yeah, he oh, some people like this, some iterations say oh they got into a car accident. Or, but now they they bring some actual weight to it. Now, is it is it good? Not all the way, but is it? But does it add more depth to like the, char- like, the character's yeah, family? My, my thing is, I feel all right, like, but like one thing, I and this is just me. It doesn't add much. To, and I feel like if anything was weak about the duology, it was that aspect. Because honestly, they 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 waste. They kind of wasted it in the first movie. And then they try to elaborate on it more in the second movie, and it kind of just fell flat for me. It did. Mm. And you know what? And you know what? I'll say this, though. I'll say this. One thing that, one reason why I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man's parents being like the whole secret society we was messing with the wrong kind of people bit is because it doesn't really affect his growth as Spider-Man. No, it doesn't. That's it doesn't like, really, I don't really. But I don't really like it. Like even in the old, like you remember the the original Spider-Man animated series that came out before, uh, before they did that, um, before they started coming out with a bunch of different Spider-Man. Where um, that was the nineties one, sixties. No, no, Kingpin no, was the was the, the big villain. You remember the Spider-Man cartoon 90s? where Kingpin was the big villain? Oh, yes. So in it, in the '90s version, they actually had a uh, scene, uh, well, more like an episode where we just- someone made robotic versions of Peter Parker's parents and brought them back, kind of in a way to like figure out who Spider-Man was, and he didn't reveal his identity. And the robots kind of developed their own subconscious. Sorry, sorry. So they were. So it was just, it was really like heartbreaking because it's like before Spider-Man came across these robots, he didn't know what they looked like. He just had like a couple of pictures from when he was a kid. 
and now, you know, to see his parent now his parents are technically to him and his character have died twice. It's like no, that's that's like a heartbreak we I don't, don't need. I, you know what I mean? Are you sure it was adapted in the cartoon? Because I remember yeah. it only being in the comic. Well, it wasn't the comic, but it wasn't the Maybe. no, no. In the comics, they built more on that version where his parents were were turned into LMBs, uh-huh. life model decoys, and lived with oh. them. But in the in the cartoon, they did have it. I don't really remember that episode, but I do know in the in the comics that was one of the things that happened, and I didn't like it because I'm like, here it is. You got a you got a guy that's way into his years as Spider Man. Now, if he was early on as a, if he was just developing like maybe like his first Spider Man when he's getting used to like washing his suit, and everything, I would have been fine with it because that shows that they're trying to figure out who Spider Man is and stop him early. You know what I mean? Before he becomes a problem to these guys' business and everything. You know what I mean? Well, what's oh yes, late is well, like. I- Peter's not even worried about his parents anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of just killing the man. I feel like, yeah, my, that was my I would see why that was salt to the wound. The but like you were saying, Peter is supposed to be your your everyday type of character. Now his parents being involved in the in the in the in the bigger Marvel universe or like be having more importance it kind of takes away from the ordinary got kid type of thing you know oh yes I just yeah I totally agree with that maybe the parent the parents thing wasn't and the, you know what the worst part about this they had a deleted scene where he brought his father but they brought his father back which I honestly did not like like I think, like it made it too. I mean, and again, it made it too. Shield, you know, what it felt like it felt like a shield show. That's what it felt. No, like. it, it, it felt like he wasn't, wasn't part of Shield in the something like movies. something like. No, no, I know, but but what I'm saying though, it, it felt He's like it a like Shield a show with all oh. the secrecy, and uh, it felt like Shield. Yeah, I I totally get that. I understand that. I mean, uh, I, they, I just the wish they could have done something better with it. But at least... I feel like with everything that already didn't work, that didn't really help much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would say, right? I would say to move on from his parents, though, I would say that the that the lizard as the villain, very well done. And like in the final battle, like yeah, you guys were right. The final lizard, the final battle with the lizard was done very well. Very well. You got to see his. You got to see all. Like um, it was it was good CGI, good fight scene, good, and then like the final battle. And spoilers for those who haven't seen it, but if you Not haven't seen it, what are you watching? What are you doing? What are you doing? Almost or like for like uh, the fi- almost it's been after ten years. The spoiler train's gone. But actually, I know people who hasn't who hasn't actually seen it, which is sad. But anyway. How it is is those like when you see the final scene of the fight where Doctor Connor, that Doctor Connor's um, um Gwen's uh, dad. What's his name again? George Stacy. George George Stacy. George Stacy Gwen Stacy. Wow, those initials must <laughs> be something. Anyway, um, George Stacy. Now, um, you see, you. See, 
it, it, his final words is like, you see how the growth of his and Peter's relationship has gone through. Now they're not just like, oh, they, they, they went through a whole impactful experience together, fighting together. Him knowing his secret identity, trying to get an understanding of the kind of man Peter is. Now for him to lay his final wish saying that Gwen stays, that his that he keep Gwen out of it is both like, you can feel what he's going at because honest, you can feel what he's going through at the time. Like he went and to be on his dying wish, Peter's seeing Peter right there on his dying wish for his, mm-hmm. for his daughter to stay out of this life of, you know, crime fighting or so. I can understand that. And it's heartbreaking when he dies at that scene. And then, then you, then you go on into like the next movie now his presence is still shown his presence because he peter made a promise to keep gwen out of it and he tried to and then when you see the final and then now gwen dies in the next movie that must hit peter like hard because not only did he break his promise to his to 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 this man who you had an impactful experience with but you also lost the woman you love he lost two people who one after the other. This man must have been going to mm-hmm. hell. That's why he he went. It's really... cut out. You all right? Hey, keep cutting What's out. The phone? Oh, oh, you know what? what? You? Moving, moving on. Because um, I want to say this, I'm gonna now, leave in a little bit. I gotta charge my phone. Yeah, but, I can uh, now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I want to say this though. I feel like the best Aunt May was the was the original Spider-Man trilogy. Oh Aunt yeah, May. hands down. I'm not a fan of this whole oh, man sexy bit. It, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I was I I didn't think that the whole Aunt May as a nurse was bad, but then that version of Aunt May. Trying a little too deep into Peter's life because she knew what his parents really were. She was worried about him. I felt like it was a little too much. But, uh, but besides that, you know, yeah, she was fine. I just didn't like the whole they was she was a nurse and how, uh, especially in Spider Man 2 when, when the lights went out and she was like, oh, I need uh, this. Thing over here and everything, and then another thing, another thing. I really want to smack Sony in the face for this, but the whole time Spider-Man was fighting Electro, they suddenly wanted to put in a uh, flight path into the mix and capitalize on that. Yeah, in going to the Amazing Spider-Man two, right? Hold on, let me finish the Amazing Spider-Man yeah, one. Um, the relationship with Ben Parker, I would say, of course, his de- of course his his death is. Of course, it's a thing, but like I feel like every time they do his death, you not only feel it, but like you, it's like it's like of course you expect it to happen. So like, we all know. Well, one thing, well, one thing though is like in the first Spider-Man, whether you saw it or not, no one really no one expected, expected it. Not no. the way that he went out. No, no one. Expected. I mean, you know, Spider-Man. No, no, no. That, he, that, he, he was gonna die the way he did. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. In Amazing Spider-Man, no, no, he was pretty much ass. No, not not in Amazing Spider-Man. I'm talking about even the first Spider-Man movie. Like, if you knew Spider-Man was, you knew Ben's fate already. Yeah, that is why. But it kinda... hits you so hard that it like 
that you didn't care that you already knew it was going to happen. But in the second, in the, in the in the Andrew Garfield series, yeah, it was it was kind of sloppily done. Yeah, I mean Ben Parker could have been. I mean, I don't have a problem with Ben Parker, but like his death was like very sloppily done. Like, but that's the only other thing that the, I mean. Not saying that the Amazing Spider-Man was bad. The Amazing Spider-Man was way better than Amazing Spider-Man Two, and well, good. It's very good. But like the one thing I would wish they had done better was like uh, expand on Ben Parker as a more influential character. Um. Here, well, here's 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 my thing. I feel like Ben was perfected in the original trilogy. So honestly, they kind of fought an uphill battle because the guy, the because Cliff Robertson, who played uh, Ben Parker in the original trilogy, I feel like again he's kind he he's kind of like J uh, J K Simmons and J Jonah. He's just too perfect for the role, and so Michael, uh, Martin Sheen had an uphill battle, and I think he did a decent job, and and I feel like what they put with Ben was fine. But I feel like when Ben had to have that, like that, that, that real talk with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Peter, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, give the same impact. No. So when he died, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was sad. But it was like, I can't say this guy was like a big influence on no. Peter. He felt like he felt like he felt like you know an uncle type, and he died. And it was like okay, like you don't really feel like his pre his 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 um his being hangs over uh, Peter the way the old Ben does. Totally. You know? Yeah, I know. The old Ben, the old Ben was like it, it, it was so bad. That, um. He would have flashbacks because he got, got murdered of a sleep. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to like close off the Amazing Spider-Man. Hold on, Dante. Dante. Uh, hold on. Talk again, yeah. please, Dante. All right. Good. I thought I was hearing an echo just now. Say again. Anyway. Um. I was saying though, like to close off the Amazing Spider-Man duology, um, this uh, storyline for like Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man was good. Storyline for Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, hold on, can I get a? Can I get? A- they were. I saw what they was trying to do. No, because like, they didn't really it, deliver. It kind of like I don't know how to say it without sounding off shady. Okay, I'm just going to say it. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 wasn't all that great. I'm sorry. It's just, one, the villains weren't... I mean, that's, only, that's just a fact. I mean, the, the villains weren't all that good. Like, Electro, yes, um, no. I mean, he, he Electro's portrayal, yes. And his uh, design-wise, I can say Electro's design-wise, he looked okay. But, like, him becoming a villain because Spider-Man wasn't his best... Friend. Um no, he thought Spider Man turned on him. Well yeah. Well, well you know what well you know what I give them this though. I give them this. 
they really tried to make it seem like Spider-Man was against them with the whole soundtrack where he lies and he hates. So, like that, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting into the headset of Electro mm-hmm. with the soundtrack. You know what I mean? But, but what really didn't help was the fact that Electro, rather than destroying the company that took his work and everything, he was like, oh, I'm going to take over a power plant and be like a god in New York City. I was like, I kind of thought your whole idea exactly. was revenge. Yeah, so, and I don't know, so, I don't like what his other motivation was. The other motivation was like, oh, now I can be seen or some stuff like that. Like, because like, he... yeah, it was like, now everyone sees me for who I am. And I'm like, dude, you got hired by Oscorp, which was supposed to be the best company in the entire New York City for a scientist. So you were kind of already on the map, especially because the fact that your idea was of unlimited energy was so good, and their company stole it. Yeah, and you not know? even just electro. Like what they did, they did heavy bad. <laughs> like they did heavy bad. Like first of all, I don't like how they made the goblin into like a disease kind of thing. Was Goblin a disease? I'm in the comic? fine with that, but no, no, I'm fine with that too because because that was one thing that was noted was because Harry and Norman Osborn had the same genetic makeup that the Goblin virus I mean, affected now, them pretty much the same with way. The virus was the fact that, like, while Norman died of an older age, freaking Harry's is dying tomorrow. How does that work? That's what I meant. Like yeah, that, they made no it. Like, with it. So hold on, hold on. So the diseases affected them at the same time, but they're of different ages. So, well, well, that brings, well that's one thing that brings to my question that they never really answered they was never, what was the goblin virus? Nope, they, they never didn't. really explained. But that. like they really like, is it like a is it like a genetic curse. Is it was it a was it because of some lab experiment that it it it's not really working right or something? Did was it because of Harry's Norman Osborn's exposure during That'd testing? Be an like twist, right? what happened? Yeah, but we never but we never know, and we don't yeah, even, yeah. we don't even know the extent of this. Like, does this extent to only them or to like everybody in their Harry family? Or like, if that's the case. Why is it affected them at the same time? That's the funny thing. So, like, now we'll never know. But, like, they, but like not even just the disease itself. It's, like, Harry's relationship with Peter, yes, okay, they were best friends who haven't seen each other in a while. They were, they, their, their friendship was, was, was good, yes. But, like, then how Harry got, it's, like, it went sour. Like, his character development, like, went, um, from this cool, normal, level-headed best friend of Peter Parker, t- and later down becoming crazed and diseased, begging for a cure, and then trying to manipulate. Because the Osborns are very like prideful individuals, so to see someone like Harry Osborn begging Spider-Man and Spider-Man, and, and what made it worse was. Um, Harry could have just used his his access in the company to get the suit and the 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 genetic stuff 
from the get go. I'm just trying to figure. I'm just trying to figure out. He should have had. Again, like on the problem I had with him getting the disease a lot earlier, that, that they should elaborate on why he was getting it earlier, and not only that, like if it the fact that, all right, um, how do I say this? How do I say this? If he he has the resources to develop a cure, mm-hmm. he has the he resources. Hmm? He did had the resources, but like another thing, like like. He should have, Harry should have been like, he should have asked Spider-Man, he should have asked to study Spider-Man in order to find something in his blood that can help develop a cure, not trying to inject that directly from Spidey to him, you know? Yeah, and like, yeah, and it's like, uh, is that me? Oh, crap. Hold on, hold on. Let me plug my phone. What? I'm hearing an echo. That's why I was stopping. Hold on. Hello? Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, now, we... now, once, and not even just that, it's like, I like they, they, how they try to input Ben Parker's role more into the company. That wasn't really good. How, like, ben he's saying, Parker's like, role? you didn't see the part in the train scene where, like, Peter went to that. Peter went to that train and like found out that the spider DNA could only work for his bloodline, and so, like, you said Ben um, Parker. Yeah, Ben Parker wrote that, put that in his file that Peter found. They that that was you talking about his father, not not Ben. I said yeah, Peter Ben and Ben Peter found a file from Ben that, Parker. Ben has nothing. Ben Parker. Oh, sorry, his father. His father. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I keep say- I was saying his name wrong, but like, yeah, his father, like, try to have more connection to the family, and so, like, okay, that's fine, but like, no, it's not why fine. would? No, I mean, <laughs> I like how you say it's not fine. I, I mean, it's not not good, but it's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's but it's bad. You know why it's bad? Why it's bad? It's bad because the spider. The, the 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 Spider-Man, the whole Spider-Man story. It's yes. as if Spider could have like could have could have bit anyone, but it bit Peter. Now you're making it like as if it's destiny, which is not. It's not. It's not. It's, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah. That's another thing they missed because the spider bit his chance. It didn't bite him because it matched the DNA. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 Spider Man Two. Amazing Spider Man Two has a has a lot to be desired. But, Not to mention, like all the. I feel like Sp- Main Spider-Man Two has the same problems as like my my problem with that movie is the same problem I had with uh, Batman v Superman. Is that like Uh-oh. while your first Uh-oh. movie wasn't perfect, you there was a lot you could have done better, but instead you doubled down on the flaws. Yeah, they had put this is like they had put. I feel like not even just that they try to put too much into the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not even going to talk about like Rhino or they're trying to set up a Sinister Six because like I mean yeah that was another that was another thing that puzzled me too was 
the fact that Rhino needed a, a giant ass mech suit that shoots missiles. I mean, don't get me wrong, that was a mm. great way to end it, where it's like, okay, this is a Spider-Man universe, but in the terms of like Spider, even Marvel logic, that made sense nowhere. That didn't yeah. make sense. At all. First Anyways, off, a mechanized for me, a mechanized Rhino suit can, can work, but one, the design was awful. Yes. Two. Yes. For two, that. Paul again, like as, as grave as, as an actor as Paul Giamatti is, he was miscast. That is so true. And, That's true, because the rhino. Because because another thing that they messed up on was when the rhino. Every time the rhino came in contact with Spider Man, they didn't know each other previously. So when Rhino was first fighting Spider Man, and Spider Man was trying to figure out like the limits of Rhino's strength and durability, Rhino wasn't really trying to kill Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get him out the way. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chalk it up there. They made a Spider-Man 2 worst Spider-Man movie ever. Let's leave it like that. Let's move on. Less of anxiety in my in my whole in my soul. Can we agree to that? Uh okay. <laughs> no, because like honestly, like there's only there's not even not, not even just the death of Gwen Stacy was not was don't not even just a death not even how Harry Potter was not Harry Potter Harry Osborne was portrayed bad you were your name today man dude it's been a long day it's not even how Harry Osborne was done bad <laughs> it was about how uh mm, how they did a lecture how they did a lecture you know what I even now to the point where even down to the point when Gwen Stacy died, I was confused when she died because I'm looking at it like, like well, I had to rewatch that scene because I looked at it and I was like, okay, he got her, and then all I saw, all I saw was like the joint. Pair, yank, no, they tried. Her first head. of all, there's two, there's two ways that that's how that scene has gone. One, they had a deleted scene where Harry Osborn was supposed to stab um, Gwen Stacy and kill her. But like I think that didn't that didn't they didn't like that. So they went with the whole Peter tried to save her and snap his neck and she snapped her neck because of the whiplash of soul. So Well uh, from what I heard, the original idea was to have Harry bluff and then and then it actually happened and Harry got shook because he didn't actually mean to kill her. That's 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 the um version I heard. There's a lot of different versions to it, but like. But I will say, the the death was premature. Yes, very premature. It was. Which is another way. They 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 should have saved that to like the third or fourth movie, however much they were trying to do. Because we we're we're two movies in. This is not like. What they did with uh with uh Rachel Dawes and the Dark Knight. This is this is like this is completely different. One, if if Goblin was the main villain of the second movie, which he wasn't, no, like well, Harry, you could say Harry kind of was, but like no, Goblin Green Goblin was not, and you did the whole death that way. If you if it, the, the whole movie was leading to that death, then fine, but. The death, the death 
came out of nowhere. Was it? It wasn't like it, it came out of nowhere. It's not. Yeah, it, it it wasn't even like it wasn't like there was a build up like oh she's gonna die or oh this is it. It was really just like her. Spider Man keeps seeing flashes of 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 Gwen's dad, and now Gwen is gonna die, and I was so, just like, oh yeah, they did. Okay. They also yeah, that was like. Nah. Uh, so, let's all agree to this. If you agree that Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2 was terrible, say yay. And then we could move yeah. on. Yay. Yeah. It wasn't My, terrible, the, but like there I were a lot Spider-Man of three. This, this, this applies more to Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2. There was a lot of... not well, like Whereas like Spider-Man 3 had a lot of good ideas that weren't fully realized... This was a mixture of good and bad ideas that were weren't fully realized at all. And what it was was a studio mandated ca- a cash grab in order to like find a way to start their own universe. Definitely. Which I don't know. I, I considering that they made that mistake twice. It's a, it's amazing how studios still feel like they can make a movie this way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's baffling me. That's why Batman v Superman is so baffling. That's why freaking um, The Mummy was baffling. <coughs> Sorry, I had to like, cough when you said like, 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 the Mummy. These are two movies that clearly state why you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Well, like, not not even not Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man 2. That, is, that, that shows you why you, you, you shouldn't try to advertise your universe in one movie. No. They even tried to make that Sinister Six movie. True, and then what made it worse though? No, no. But what made it worse though was was like, if they wanted to do introduce mm-hmm. a Sinister Six, right? Should have did it was how Homecoming introduced Shocker and um, Vulture. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you had these two guys. They either work with each other or they. And um, because of that, you know, Spider-Man had to face them at different times, and then introduced Sinister Six idea. Yeah. Now I feel like I feel like having a Sinister Six movie is a bad idea. Personally, having them as having having them as villains of the Spider-Man movie is a good idea. But have them like as their own movie, like. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's a honest, and like you know how it's. I think like what the MCU is is has the idea of doing is like introducing each member in like the old movies, and like have them form together in like a Spider-Man movie. That's a great idea. I think that's good. I think that they're taking their time with it too. See, that's the problem with like some franchises; they don't take their time. But like now, but like now. We're not gonna get that universe because well of the amazing Spider-Man. But like we're getting of the amazing Spider-Man universe because of that. We were even gonna get like a silver cable and like a, a black cat. Silver cable. But like so, well, uh, this is it for me. I'm gonna go. It's always a pleasure. And uh till next time. All right, man. He left? Nah, but like uh yeah, he left. But like again, uh, Spy- Amazing Spider-Man Two, 
it's just it that that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for Sony for me. That that and the Sony hack. Those two were the nails in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I I unless it's like Spider-Verse related, I don't want anything that so Sony's trying to offer me. I don't want anything they're trying to offer me unless it's Spider-Verse. That's fair. Okay. Now moving on to like a final section, we're gonna co- since we have so much time, we're gonna co- we're gonna conjoin the ho- homecoming saga with the Spider Verse because they're pretty much around the same time. So like, so like we're gonna talk on that now with homecoming. Homecoming was a nice fresh take, and it made the Spider Man how they make the Spider Man younger, make it more modern, and like have I have, try and integrate him into the MCU. That was well done. I can say that. But like yeah. one of the things that people don't like is that how much of a how much of an not even I'm not gonna say Iron Man Jr., but I'm gonna say how how they put Iron Man more integral into Spider Man journey, making him somewhat of an Iron Man Jr. If that's what they're trying to say. That's what people seem to say. But like and I don't, not that I, not that, that I have a problem with it. I'm like, fine. It's the way of bringing it in. But like, but like it's not really identifying Spider-Man as Spider-Man, just identifying as somebody Iron Man mentored. Uh, well, well, like, are you saying that you, like, what, what, what are you saying about that again? So you repeat that? No, I mean, it's nothing, I'm not no. saying, it's not that it's, I mean, one people don't like is that they don't, Spider-Man is supposed to get his own tech on his own, try to make his own, his own technology. He hasn't, has, he even has his own business in the Ultimate, but some people used to, and I'm not saying this, but some people say, like, he's not, a, he's not really becoming his, he didn't really become his own hero on his own. He's saying how Iron Man it helped him too much to get to that, wherefore making him an mm-hmm. Iron Man Jr. Well, let me say this. I feel like for the first two movies, Far From Home and Homecoming, it's it like I love those movies. I do. And it's fine to have that connection. But once we hit Spider-Man 3, we gotta get over yeah. that. Like at, at that yeah. point, you gotta get rid of all the uh at, at all the all like all the connections with with uh Iron Man or any other like any like over reliance on MCU, I feel like we gotta, we gotta we gotta get rid of that once the third one comes. In. I mean, they could be present, but like, well, like 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 presence and like having like because like, honestly, I like a I like a Spider Man movie again where it's just Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, yes. like. You could definitely allude to the world out from the outside, but it like I want it to be like a, a solely Spider-Man story where the villain is not really a product of Tony Stark or whatever, but just like a pure like Spider-Man villain. I feel like the third one's where you finally establish independence from any other superhero. Oh yes. And he's getting there. Like in Far From Home, you can see that him becoming his own hero. Like that was exactly. that was the, that was the, that was his main conflict that like people used to see him as like the next face of the Avengers, like the next Iron Man. That was people kept saying him. But like when you see it now, he realizes he he does he uh, Tony is there and he is helping him, but he has to become someone better than 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 um T- Tony Stark because Tony even wanted this. Like in the first movie, he talked to Spider Man. I mean, Peter saying like, 
I don't want to be like me. I want to be better. Something like along that lines, which, yes, yes. it's supposed to happen. But so like you and and I even and you even see even see like he did thing. Like one thing I like about the Far From Home is like he had this whole swarm of robots coming at him. He didn't call no other Avenger. He could have called a bunch of other Avengers. Nah. Well, like he not he really couldn't have. Oh, like 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 they think about it. Like the Avengers at that point were kind of like disbanded, dis- disbanded, and then like who who is gonna cause to come in a flip of the hat? Like like no Ant-Man? one, no one at the, that point could have really. So he had no choice but to do it by himself. He didn't really have a choice. What he did was was like you know standing on his own. That's what that I- was what. That was that good. Was that was good. He stood on his own. He he showed off why Spider Man is Spider Man, and that would give people hope. And that's why a lot of people were scared with the whole Sony and Marvel debacle, because like they built up this great character, and like to have him disappear, people were like on the heels of their seats, like saying, "Oh shit, this guy, what, what are they doing? What is Sony actually doing?" Which is why a lot of people don't like Sony because of what happened, and like Sony. Man. Uh-huh, go on. And like, not saying that Sony's bad. It's like Sony's just, I think, here's what I took on that Sony Marvel debacle. Sony realized how well Marvel was doing with the character. But then he was, Sony wasn't making as much money as like the MCU. So they thought mm-hmm. that if they brought the character back to them now, only them, they would get like even, they would get back the same revenue that the MCU and Marvel was getting. It was like a greed fest. They wanted if I I thought it was something like that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: people kind of get at Sony, people get at Marvel and stuff like that. I'm I'm on I I I I'm I'm never on Sony's side at all. I'm not. I was I wasn't on Sony's side with this whole like debacle. However, I will say this: if Marvel had a fault in it, regardless of regardless of whatever, Sony would 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 not have been fine. Like if they took him out of the MCU, regardless of whose fault it was, Sony would not have had a a a a a a, uh, a surviving brand. No, like the Spider-Man no. brand would not have survived under solely Sony. Honestly, like look at look at this. Right. Thing. Well, like a, a second Spider-Verse movie could be good. I, I I personally do not believe that Venom Two will be as good, will be as profitable as the first one. Not only that, the first one was was bad. So like making a second movie, like I feel like this 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 series is prone to diminishing returns. Venom. And, that's like we're talking about Venom and Morbius well, yes. looks like uh, looks dead on arrival. Honestly, I do not have any confidence in Morbius. I don't think it's gonna be a good movie <laughs> at all. And whether it makes bank or not is like up to debate. I personally don't think it will, but I've been surprised before. Uh, but as, in terms of it being good, I do not think it will. The only thing Sony has on it uh, has like is Spider Verse, and if they kept on making just Spider Verse movies, that that that's your lane. Stay in that lane. But no, they want to. They want to. They want to. They want to like take everything. Not I just that. They'll they'll know a good thing when they have it, you know. Mm-mm. They they they. What's it called? It's like like you have you have a studio that's making the like they're making movies for you, and they're taking most. And you're y'all are taking the profit. 
Right. And so. yes, and yes, Marvel has the 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 the, the market, the marketing, the uh, the 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 um the merchandise rights or whatever. But the movies, that's like like y'all are getting the profit off the movies. Right. So. But you know like, oh yes. But like, and, straying and away like, from the. But like, straying away from the whole Sony Marvel debacle. I was done. But, oh. I was done with that. Um, sorry. Nah. The the, the other thing is that like. You like they Marvel. You, you need to put more respect on Marvel because they pulled them out of the gutter they were in when 2014 oh, yes. with the hacks. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, say what you want about Disney, call them a greedy company or whatever. First off, any company was at the position Disney was was in. They were doing the same things. Disney put in the work. They they they're consistent with their with their brand. Mm-hmm. I of, uh, like if 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 other brands were just as consistent or as profitable, and they were on the same level as Disney, they'd be doing the same thing. So I don't, don't want to hear, oh, Disney's itself is the greedy brand, and everyone else is like an underdog or whatever. No, they're all greedy brands. It, it's just that they're all greedy companies. But Disney knows how to please its audience. They know yeah. how to. They know how to how to how to how to how to. Uh, how to like keep their keep their uh, brand afloat? They know how to they know how to like get butts and seats. They know how to make money. They know how to they understand their demographic. Sony's problem is that they 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 have old they have older people. They have they have older dudes that are used to the old Hollywood and how they used to do things. And they they're 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 trying to they're trying to compensate for those old that old viewpoint, but trying to like assume what people now want. Like right. one, one the, there's an infamous phone call about like between like the 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 uh, the CEO or like a chairman a chairman of Sony with some other like producer or whatever, and they're talking about how like oh her amazing Spider Man they should put like um. um uh, parkour, or like make Spider-Man vegan, or oh, we should we should like put some EDM in the in the mix or whatever, like to make him more hip, you know. And I'm like, mm. these are the people making the decision behind the scene. If this is this represent, if this I feel like that represents Sony the best way, the best way possible. And honestly, if you really think about it, what other profitable like you know franchise does Sony have besides Spider-Man and Jumanji? Skyfall. Oh, bond. You're talking about bond. Yeah. Fair enough. But, like, or, or like, 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 you look at James Bond, and the last one didn't make as much. Now they're coming out with this new one, but also keep in mind, Daniel Craig is about to ha- is on his way out. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna have an uphill battle trying to top that. And I think you should get a black bond, but that's just me. But you know, I don't think they they'll they'll be able to top what they they had with the Daniel Craig, especially since the movie didn't really hit or miss. Mm. Um, but and also, like if you look at any other franchise Sony had, they all they ran it all to the ground. Like Men in Black, they ran to the ground. Hotel Transylvania, like that doesn't happen to God. It's just it's just it's cash grab at this point. It's really it's really been like 
it hasn't been anything special. Um, what else? Uh, I, I, uh-huh. I, I can't think of any of any other like uh, any any other things Sony has. Like Spider Man is like they're literally their saving grace, and they're and they're doing the best thing by like partnering with like with Marvel to get their best brand, the best attention, the the best. First, let me let me say let me say uh. The last like ever since the Sony Marvel deal, it's been the be- it's been the best thing that happened to the Spider Man brand. To kill right. to kill that would be very risky, and I don't think they would have been able to pull through. They may have had like maybe one or two good movies before it all just went to crap. Honestly, yeah, but with Sony's greedy faults, and so I would say like they did do right by the Spider Verse though. Like if we're gonna t- let's, let's talk, talk about the Spider Verse yes. now. So like, um, now in going to the sp- now with Sony's partnership with Marvel, they also be doing like Homecoming and Far From Home, which was done right. Um, first of all, before going into the Spider Verse, I want to say like cinematographer wise, I would say like Far From Home was maybe better than Homecoming because of one they did well with like the the scenes with like. Sp- when Spidey was inside, or when Mysterio was inside Spidey's head, or when, or when Spidey had like the whole Spidey tingle thing, Spidey mm-hmm. tingle scene, <laughs> that's 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 that kills me. Um, like that was shot very well. You got shot very well, I would say. His whole fight, the final fight scene, was shot very well. I can definitely say that. So, now going into the Spider Verse now with Sony, with what Sony did, Sony also created such a great beginning. Mm-hmm. For what they had in store, like they, they, they. Sorry, I'm hearing the echo, and that was weird. Mm-hmm. But with Sony now creating into the Spider Verse, they also made. They also made like a well-capped story for Miles Morales himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I have in my mind that Into the Spider Verse is somehow connected to the OG because they kind of they kind of show a glimpse of the OG Spider-Man, uh, and I like to think that maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's some. I mean, I can't go that far. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I say I like to think that maybe because they show glimpses of the OG, but like, um, I would. It would be a fun idea to think on, and they may even explore that because, like, and it's a Spider Verse, so it's a Spider Verse of endless possibilities. We may never know. We don't know. I but feel like, like <laughs> I feel like yes, Tobey Maguire is amongst the Spider Verse, but the Spider Man that appe- Peter B. Parker. Yeah, that's, that's not, not him. That's not. That's not Toby. And the one in Miles' universe, that's not Toby either. Oh, I know that. I know that. I mean, but, like, for a fact, I wouldn't say that they're the same person. I'm just saying, like, you could see, like, glimpse of the old OG in there. They kind of reference the old OG Spider-Man stuff in there. Like, they have the whole crazy um, dance scene. Um, <clears throat> and then they have some, and they have done, like, some, some clips that reminisce the old movies as well. You see yeah, it's, it's it's an homage, but it's not like a direct tie. 
Nah, wouldn't say that. I do feel like they did play the the Peter Parker in like Miles's universe very well. They they some people like to draw him comparison to the Ben Parker Peter Parker, like from the Clone Saga that they did. That which I hope they do better on in live action. Wait, say that one more time, please. I'm sorry. They say like the Peter Parker from like um from the from Miles's universe is like an homage or close to resembling the Ben Parker Spider-Man. It's only because he's blonde. That doesn't really, besides the fact that he's blonde, he doesn't really have much resemblance. He doesn't have much of a connection with the clone that was Ben Ben Riley. Other than like, he was only blonde, and like, oh, that was. Yeah, I'm just saying that no, I'm not saying that it's not, not really the connection. I'm just saying that they some people drew that Easter egg reference. So. Yeah, but honestly, I, in my opinion, they should never adapt the Clone Saga. It's kind of like very messy. Yes, I I wouldn't adapt the Clone Saga. I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't go there. And if anything, they can make it like a joke in like the Spider Verse too. But like besides that, no, no. Um. But yeah, uh, again, this is. I feel like now Spider Man's in a pretty good place. But again, this all depends on what Sony. It, it it depends on whether or not Sony's feeling themselves or not. Like I feel like we're we're good for now, but Sony may just like pull the rug right from under us. Yeah, you gotta just hope for the best for now. I mean, there's a lot of promises into the Spider-Verse. They got a Spider-Gwen movie coming. They're going to bring 2099 Spider-Man somehow. Um, it's like a lot of promise for that animated universe they're going to have. We just have to wait and see. But I can honestly say the movie itself was very well done. We had the passing of the torch to Miles Morales. We had Peter B. Parker trying to... Peter B. Parker, one a man who... A Spider-Man who's gone through so much hell had to realize trying to rise above that hell that he was in and try to inspire the new generation. And then when you see the new generation giving him the same kind of advice that he gave to him, it's done very well. The scene where you gotta like do a leap of faith. Awesome. And let's not let me not get started on the soundtrack of that music on that movie. Like they got people at my work playing that song all the time. <laughs> it's so well done. The artists, Lil Wayne and so they were done Thank you, God. That the music soundtrack was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like the best song is that little Wayne Todd Dollar Sign song. You're right. Mm-hmm. And not and like the storytelling of and like man, I've been talking a lot, but like I would say like uh, the storytelling of like the the movie they were saying. I would say that. Uh, Oh, I like how they also gave hints that this is not our universe. Like they like instead of NYPD, they got PDNY or like they got it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful animated movie. Like I think that's like the first like it's the first animated Spider-Man movie in a while. It's the only Spider animated Spider-Man movie. I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to sound. But you're right; it is the only animated Spider-Man movie, and they did it well. It gives you a see what's what's in the future to come. But like, mm-hmm. you may never know what's what's going on these days. You know? Yes. All right. Anything else? Uh no. Um, again, like. We talked about we talked about how like you know how we feel about the the new Spider Man. We think he's good, you know. 
close second to Toby, but you know. All right. But you're right. So like that's pretty much all that we need to talk about for Spider Man. I could definitely edit out what needs to be edited out. I got the software. Uh all right, we'll talk like all right, so that's pretty much it, y'all. We talked about Spider Man right. best as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh next week we're gonna go back into the MCU and talk about the Incredible Hulk. The only uh, it won't yeah, we'll definitely talk on that one movie. Okay. Um, sad to say. Uh, and that is it. All right. Sign out. Gotcha. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.